Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on American Family Radio for this Monday, August the 8th. Thank you for listening to AFR, wherever you may be joining us uh, today. Ed Battagliano is joining me. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. And a lot to talk about today, Ed. If folks want to join us on the internet, what can they do? Well, they can do go old school. They can go to Facebook or YouTube and search for today's issues and click through and find us there. But you know what? We kind of recommend our home cooking. And our home cooking is this show streaming live at AFA Streaming, our website, streaming.afa.net, streaming. Not screaming AFA, now. Not screaming. Right. You might hear some screaming. But streaming.afa.net starting last week, I think a week from a week ago today, was the opening of our streaming platform for radio. So all of AFR programming, our talk shows uh, during the day are streamed live. So you can go to the website. I am there right now. And at the top, it will say live uh, today's issues. Today's issues is live watch live all you have to do is create a user account very simple your username password and your email address and you can stream us live that's really the way we recommend that you do it Uh, we created this platform so we would not be subject to the uh, whims of facebook and youtube Uh, Those are, you know, good platforms, and people can access our programming there. But we do encourage people to check out streaming.afa.net. Good weekend for you, Fred. Yeah, I met Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Yeah. You know what the Bible says about channeling the dead, don't you, Uh, Fred? Uh, But go, okay, okay, we got to hear this story. I'll bite. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, uh, my wife and I, Susie and I, were over visiting family in Columbia, South Carolina on the weekend. We decided to come back, stay away from the interstate for a while, come back on a secondary road. So, we took, I think it's Highway 380 out of Columbia, South Carolina. So, we're driving along, and we, uh, we need to rest, just get out, stretch our legs a little bit. So, we came across this little town called Lincolnton, Georgia, just over the Savannah River, right? Yeah. So we're, you know, it's a small town, just walk along the sidewalk, and this vehicle pulls up, SUV, and the driver flashes sheriff's badge. At you guys? Yes. So Susie and I look at, what, what do we do? We right. just got yeah, out I'll of, admit, we, you look a little shady, Fred. We, we you know. just got out of our car. We just walked along the sidewalk. It's broad <laughs> daylight. But it turns out uh, his name is Paul Revere, and he even gave us his driver's license, he is the sheriff in the town. Yeah. He's also been a preacher at a church for, for over 40 years. 40? Uh, 40 years. A Baptist preacher. And, uh, you know, it's just, we. he pulled over because he says, this town, you're visiting town, 
town's got a great history and proceeded to tell us all the history going back to the 1800s, the whole thing. But just the greatest guy. His wife uh, is a Elvis Festival fan. She travels all over the country. <laughs> Did she ever been to Tupelo? She's been to Tupelo. Okay. He's been to Tupelo, uh, our home base here. And so we had a great chat with him there, and we proceeded to walk around the corner, and we had lunch at Papa's Pizza, which had a Pac-Man video machine. Wow. Did you go to lunch with him? or No, no. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, that's beyond the call of duty there. Yeah, it, it was the strangest thing. Uh, but it, we, we had a great time, so anybody who might be listening from that area, you've got, got a great sheriff, preacher for That's his real name? Years, Paul Revere. He showed us his driver's license. He says, because people don't believe me when I tell them. So he pulled over and flashed the badge because he recognized that you were visitors? Or yes. What? He, he, yeah, huh. it's such a small town. He yeah. recognized that we were new in town. Well, right. It was the neatest thing. Love it. It's kind of a boring job. <laughs> When you sheriff of no action, uh, you know. So What's the name we'll of the little town? Lincolnshire? Lincolnton. Lincolnton. Lincolnton, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's a very... Uh, that nowadays, nowadays boring when it comes to law enforcement is good where thing. it's at. <laughs> exactly. Power beer. Well, that's it. So I... I thought it was a burden carrying the name Wildman through life, but uh, <laughs> Paul Revere, that's interesting. No, so uh, it anyway. Was, it was a great visit. Yeah. We enjoyed it. We just like taking off-road, off the interstate every now and then. <clears throat> Some great communities along the way, farming communities. That does go against the male nature, though. I know. That, that you, I, I, we, do, we, we do that on occasion. Uh-huh. But most of the time, if I, if, if, if I pull off the interstate... <laughs> Onto a highway where you're stopping every ten miles for a red light, you're going. I could be right over there, yes, flying, <laughs> flying by, and get to our destination. Yeah, mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. I don't know what 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 that is, but that's some kind of. I don't know if it's male instinct about get there as fast as you can. We're losing time. Yeah. Uh, all right, a uh, lot to talk about today. Yes. First story, Fred. Yeah. Well, the nation is breathing a sigh of relief. Are we now? Oh yeah. Because uh, Democrats, with the help of Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, in the Senate last night, passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Ooh, wow. This is a relief. <laughs> I'm relieved. Finally, the inflation is going to start coming down. This is awesome. They were, they were, they, they, you got to give it to these folks. They, the names they give things that that aren't anywhere close to what no. That's, so it's called the what now? The Inflation Reduction Act. Okay. Passed by the Democrats with a 50-50 vote in the Senate, but Kamala Harris, the vice president, she yeah. she tipped the scales. She tipped in, the scale. In, uh, I, just in, favor in of her terms boss. of what you're saying, uh, Al Capone, when he was at his height, initiated the Financial Banking Redistribution <laughs> Act. So that was that was really important, you know. So it's kind of the same thing with what they're doing, right up there. Oh, what what did what, what did they? Oh, wow. Okay. This is what it's going to do for you. Uh, well, this is I'll, actually bad. It is really yeah, right. bad. We're around. laughing, but it's 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 really tragic. Yeah, my favorite uh, uh, Republican senator, John Kennedy of Louisiana. Yes. <laughs> Here's what he's. It's a special kind of stupid. To raise taxes during both a recession and inflation. That's called stagflation, which is what we have right now as a result of President Biden's policies. Brian Brenberg is a King's College business prof. He does uh, a lot of the economic pri- 
kind of commentary on uh, Fox. Uh, this is what he has to say. This is what really what this, this Inflation Reduction Act is going to give us, folks. Cut number three. People are scrounging to pay their bills right now, Steve, and the Congress of the United States is spending hundreds of billions of dollars on green energy subsidies. Think about that for just one second. People have felt needs. They look at this economy and they say, my opportunities are drying up, I can't afford anything. And the president of the United States is leading a charge to send tax credits to wealthy people to buy electric vehicles. They're, the gap between what is needed and what people uh, and what they're getting from the Congress has never been wider, Steve, on the economy. That's why people have lost hope. That's why they feel so pessimistic, because D.C. doesn't yeah. get it. How much money did they uh, Appro approve? Yeah. About $740 billion. Okay. So three quarters of a trillion. Yep. Yes. On eh. top. Huh? Trillion, trillion dollars. Who cares? You know what? Number one, this is all Democrats know how to do. It really is, is tax and spend. Mm -hmm. Th that's all, their, that's their answer for everything. Since the 60s. Yeah. Now, from time to time, the Republicans have contributed their share of uh, <clears throat> wasteful spending. I would agree, but this is stock, this is the, uh, what do you call it, stock trade? Mm-hmm. For the Democrats, stock and, trade. stock and trade for the Democrats. They all they know they'll do it again next year, and they'll name it something else. Uh, but if they if they could, they Biden would last time would have spent another trillion dollars on the Build Back Better, which they say this is really Build Back Better, just in another name, right? <laughs> but the I got the the reducing what do you call it? Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, yes. There you so go. So we're going to reduce inflation. By spending three quarters of a trillion dollars in additional government money, well, which a lot of economists believe is l at least substantially in part why we have inflation yes, now. Yes, yes because yes. of uh, government pouring money into the system. And uh, you're, you're going to hear from the liberal media and you're going to hear from Democrats that, uh, you know, we're just going to tax the really wealthy, you know, 400000 and above, and companies were going to get more taxes uh, capital gains taxes from them, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the way that works. When companies get higher taxes, they do one of two things. They lay people off because their profit margin is gone, or they just pass those prices down to guess who? The consumer. I'd That's add a third, a third option, and they hire smart lawyers to shelter or shield their money. Yes. So one of those three things, though, yeah. uh, is, is what – companies or rich people do when okay. the government tries to tax all right so we, we will we will see what happens here as a result of this legislation uh my guess is it won't reduce inflation at all nope it'll probably get worse um but they're trying to do this so biden can claim this in november as a uh as as a, as a success story Yes. Right. And and part of it, we, we have to tell people, too, this spending spree also includes $80 billion to double the number of IRS agents. And, and so who an, do you think they're going to be going after? Yes, an audit is coming near you. They're, they're going to be going after easy money 
And the easy money is not wealthy people or companies who have smart tax attorneys. Right. It's everybody else, including low-income people Mm -hmm. who can't afford to get smart tax lawyers to defend them when they go before the IRS. So this is to squeeze blood out of a turnip. And, folks, you're the turnip. Yeah, they're going to double the number of IRS agents. $80 billion. And you know what? Here's the thing. You're an IRS agent. You're getting paid. You've got to justify your job, pal. Yes. So I'm going to go after easy right. targets <clears throat> so that my job is safe. And you'll also have a government that is hostile towards anything conservative. You remember Lois Lerner from Barack Obama I days? Sure do. What did they do? The IRS went after political enemies of the Democratic Party. So watch out. 501c3s and 501c4s. If the government doesn't like you, what they're going to do to you. So, uh, anyway, this package goes to the House on Friday. Uh, they're coming back for a special session. The House is on Friday. The Democrats have enough power there to, to pass this. And, you know, um, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema yes. were the two that kind of stopped the yes. Build Back Better fiasco. Mm-hmm. They kind of caved on this one. They sure I mean, did. they're Democrats, so... Yep. They are simpatico with the Democrat approach, which, Tim, you said, tax and spend. That's what they do. So I, I, I kind of wonder if Joe Manchin suffers for this at some point uh, in the future in his own state. Yep. Well, Donald Trump has said he's going to go out and campaign against Joe Manchin yeah. uh, for what he's doing. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, uh, he had a good weekend at CPAC in Dallas. Sandy was out there. Yes, Sandy uh, Rios, we're going to talk about that tomorrow if she's on with us tomorrow. Sandy uh, did her shows from uh, the Conservative Political Action Committee's annual convention. This time it was in Dallas, CPAC. And so former President Trump spoke to the group. Is that right? Spoke to the group, and there was another straw poll uh, at the event, and he won. Trump did 69% of the vote there. DeSantis was 24%. Anybody else was single-digit uh, below that. I, yes, of, I course, of course, Governor DeSantis has not, well, neither has President Trump yet, but oh. it's a foregone. Uh, everybody thinks that he's going to announce that he's going to run for president. Of course, Governor DeSantis has never said, right? No. you know, he was going to run for president. But uh, but go ahead. What were we going to say? No, I was going to say, now, the, the polling did show, the straw polling did show that if Donald Trump was not in the race— for the nomination, yes. Governor DeSantis was yes. way out in front yes. as the most popular Republican. It looks more and more to me like uh, if uh, former President Donald Trump wants to run for the nomination of the Republican Party, he's going to get it. Yeah, and, and it, he'll be he'll be the nominee. Former Speaker Newt Gingrich uh, interviewed this morning on this, and he said, "Listen, Donald Trump is going to run in twenty four. Yeah. He said it's it's clear and." Uh, Donald Trump is the Republican Party right now. That's that's Newt Gingrich's opinion on this. But uh, Donald Trump is still very popular. Uh, you know, we talked about his personality. Uh, popular uh, with who? Well, uh, what, what was really interesting was the 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 uh, convention that was in Orlando back a few weeks ago. Young people, young conservatives. Are you talking about? It was in Tampa, it, wasn't it? It was. Uh, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the name at the top of my, 
young conservatives. It was young conservatives. You know, you know. It, yeah, it, I, I can't remember the name. Anyway, he won. Donald Trump won overwhelmingly there also, which with kind young of surprised, people. With young people, that kind of surprised me. Uh, but you know, again, driving uh, different parts turning of the country. Wasn't it turning? Turning point. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you see, still see Donald Trump twenty twenty four. Yes. On the back of cars and people running have flags in their yards. Uh, well, well, he is he is very popular still with Republicans. Everything that he, just about everything that he said when he ran the last time, is still tr- is still true and more so. Yeah. In terms of the uh, shape of the economy, the Democrats, the the quote unquote fake news that mm-hmm. he. I don't know if he coined that or not, but he certainly made it famous. Yep. Um, so, uh, listen, it's if I, I have no idea what's going to happen in terms of now he's 76 right now, just turned 76. So he would be in 2024, he would be 78. 78. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let me ask you guys uh, something here <clears throat> right now. Maybe we shouldn't get into hypotheticals or theorizing, but <clears throat> I'm going to anyway. Uh, if you were to give Republican voters truth serum and they didn't feel the pressure <clears throat> of supporting President Trump just because uh, to do otherwise would be um, uh, would show weakness um, to the media and to the public, and, and lack of confidence in President Trump's ability to win. Do you think he would still be the most? You think he would still win the the vote among uh, among among conservatives? Uh, I think these two straw polls are uh, are pretty accurate in terms of gauging where people on the Republican side. I, I, it's probably not as high as like at CPAC. What was it sixty nine percent or whatever? But I would say probably 60% of Republicans would vote for Trump if he was running. Fred, you're strangely quiet. I No, I, I think right you're now. You're thinking. You're being thoughtful, Fred. I think if if the current thinking holds, I, I think it's going to be uh, Donald Trump who will be at the top of the ticket in 24, as long as his health holds up. Uh, Anytime you got to say, as long as their health holds up, is not a good sign. That's that's part of the, the problem. It's part of the uh, equation. It, yeah, part why, of the, why would you be concerned about that? Well, he's going to be seventy-eight yeah. in two years. Too old. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I agree. Yeah, uh, huh? I think your idea of capping the age at seventy, seventy-five, seventy-five. Yeah, mm-hmm. seventy-five well, is yesterday seventy. Okay, but that's just because of year. The, all kind of drugs and things you can take to to make yourself younger I, I, to, to counteract the Big Macs, you know. Yeah, maybe I'm just asking these questions so I can tell you what I really think. Although, yeah, I, okay, go well, ahead, go, go ahead. It doesn't matter if that's uh, your intention. You all can right, do it. and we mentioned this before. President Trump was done wrong, terribly wrong, mm-hmm. from before he was even. Uh, able to go to the White House. Right. Uh, by, by wrong, I mean by the establishment, media, by the by the uh, deep state. There is no question. Right. He was uh, treated terribly. <clears throat> um, 
but I got my doubts that he could win in a general election. And I don't care who, I don't even if it's Biden. Really? That was going to be my question. Oh, yeah. You. You've got so many people out there who, uh, particularly suburban females, who were turned off by his personality to the yeah. point where they won't even consider voting for him. Mm-hmm. Now, we can, conservatives can pretend that's not true and say, well, that's not right. Well, you can I'll make that argument if you want to. I'm just telling you the reality. Uh, that is the reality. He is, he is uh, uh, you know, and, and those opinions are pretty set in stone. So I'm not saying, I guess he couldn't win if it were Biden he was opposing, but it would be a, it would be a, an uphill climb, especially given the fact that he's 70, what? 76. He'd 76 and he would be 78. And that's too old to be president of the United States. We see what we have, what's happening with Biden. And I think people would remember that they would say, well, Biden wasn't his sharpest. Do we really want to put another guy? Listen, this is, this is what I I've said. I do. This is what I do believe would be the case in 2024. If Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, then the 2024 presidential election is about him. If he is not the nominee, if it's DeSantis, then the 2024 presidential election is about Biden or the Democrats policies and that to me means a Republican wins. But if it's yeah. Trump, it's about him, and it's to me, it's a flip of the coin in terms of who who can win. Yeah, it's uh, the other factor. But too. I'm in the minority, evidently, among like CPAC attendees for for now, Tim. For yeah. now, I, I think uh, another part of the the whole chemistry of this is also if the Republicans gain the House in the midterms, Kevin McCarthy has promised hearings on. Hunter Biden's laptop. And you're going to have people, whether it's the FBI and others, that are going to be called, and they're going to hear testimony about who were you referring to when you said the big guy. Right. That is going to draw Joe Biden in. You now have the mainstream media, have the New York Times, you have the Washington Post, and now even at CNN, the cynics, the Trump cynics at CNN, are now saying it's not, what was it, Stetler? Stetler. Yeah, Brian Stetler. So he said on the weekend, it's to his 13 viewers to his 13 <laughs> viewers. He said, it's not just a right wing conspiracy story no. anymore. It, to me, it's, uh, that, uh, Hunter Biden story is, could be the end of, 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 of Biden, Biden's presidency before the second part of his first term. I've said before, I think there's a good chance he would resign. Republicans take over the House of Representatives. Uh, I don't know how the Senate's going to break out. The Democrats may hold the Senate, but the House. And then they open up investigations on Hunter Biden's. Listen, uh, I don't think all those visits from Hunter Biden's business associates yeah. to the White House yes. to visit Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those. Remember those records that's been revealed? Yes. Okay. Listen. If, if I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you, he, he does. That's not to mention just the sordid. Good night. Uh, all those every day. It's like something new comes out about his lifestyle and the things that he did and said. And, but 
I guess people would dismiss that as just a an immature adult, uh, you know, acting foolishly. But the the financial dealings that he had around the world, based on his da- connections to the vice president of the United States, mm-hmm. is scandalous and may be criminal. And the de- the Republicans are going to investigate that, like January sixth. And the Democrats. Yep. Well, I don't think Brian Stelter is actually late to the party. I think all the Democrats knew this. Right. But now the right. drum beats are going to begin right. to get to dump Joe Biden. All right. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. Stay with us. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of the first stops we make when we get to Jerusalem to begin our Holy Land trip, we go to the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the old city of Jerusalem. You've read about the Mount of Olives in the Bible. You've read about the city of Jerusalem in the Bible. Those are real places that we're going to visit in March of 2023. We've already registered about 50 people. We hope to take about 100 people on this very special trip to Israel. For all the information, go to twholyland.com. The dates are there. The costs are there. The itinerary is there. Everything you need to know, twholyland.com, twholyland.com. No COVID shots required. No COVID testing required. It's all back to normal. A passport and a suitcase, and you can join us. Go to TWHolyLand.com for all the information. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach... I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Zion Brown's mother deserves to be named Mother of the Year. The other day, Chicago TV stations broadcast video of a terrible crime. A masked man held a train conductor at gunpoint demanding cash. Mrs. Brown saw the video and her jaw dropped. She knew the eyes peering behind the mask. It was her 18-year-old son, Zion, a sophomore at Loyola University. Her motherly instinct kicked in, but instead of protecting her son, she grabbed him by the ear and dragged him to the local police station. Zion's attorney said his client was hungry and wanted something to eat, so he pulled out his gun, took cash from the train conductor, got some food, and went back to class. The judge says that was not a reasonable defense and ordered him held without bail. No doubt a terrible moment for Mrs. Brown, but a reminder that sometimes the most effective kind of love is tough love. Be sure to download a copy of my new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's available at your favorite bookstore or online at toddsterns.com. This is a Decency Minute 
I'm Bill Johnson. A.W. Tozer wrote, We languish for men who feel themselves expendable in the warfare of the soul, who cannot be frightened by threats of death because they have already died to the allurements of this world. Such men will be free from compulsions that control weaker men. They will not be forced to do things by the squeeze of circumstances. Their only compulsion will come from within or above. This kind of freedom is necessary if we are to have prophets in our pulpits again instead of mascots. Unquote. I pray America is saved from the horrors of communism, which has destroyed multitudes throughout history. Nevertheless, God's will be done. And if his will is for America to fall to such evil, then may God raise men and women who are free from compulsions that control weaker men. It is this deeper and truer freedom that America really needs. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1.13 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR. The uh, group you were thinking about, Fred, uh, was uh, uh, Turning Point USA. Yes, yes. And Charlie Kirk. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. That was the uh, Young Conservatives Convention in Tampa a couple weeks back Mm -hmm. where the straw poll there showed President Trump being the favorite among that group of uh, folks, and he also won the uh, straw poll in uh, CPAC and Dallas. CPAC and Dallas. <clears throat> this is among uh, conservative uh, uh, activists, I guess you could say. But again, uh, Governor DeSantis has uh, nev- not indicated that he would even consider running for president. So you got to factor that in. Uh, president Trump keeps. Why do you think he's waiting? I think he's been asked by uh, Republican, yes, uh, the Republican establishment members to wait until after the midterms. I, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that reason that he's. Why would you wait? So that so that Republicans don't have to answer questions about Trump for the reasons that you cited. Um, now he has been. I think he, he will be a factor in terms of Republicans running, you know, people that he, you know, backs. Yes. But I think they just they just want the November midterms to be about the about inflation and the economy and crime in the inner cities and let's simplify things for voters. That's what I think. And Go also to. it's really interesting there's a Fox News story this morning saying DeSantis is going to be out campaigning in the next few weeks. For those candidates that Trump has endorsed. Right. So uh, that's kind of interesting, too. All right. Well, we will follow that. Uh, the, the midterms that are in November. And uh, it's going to be a big, big voting day as we see if Nancy Pelosi will be retired <laughs> to her uh, California. Assuming she's going back to California. Um 
That's where our ice cream is. And our beauty shop. Yes. <laughs> hmm? Got ice cream. You got a beauty shop. You got a. You I got, just got to uh, be careful. You got private security and gated community. Right. So you don't have to deal with the homeless, unwashed the, masses in, in in San Francisco. And and she'll be with her husband, who we found out last week has a courtesy card. Yes, that was that's just bizarre. I've never heard of it before. I saw that on Blue Buds the other day. A courtesy, oh, on the show, the TV yeah, show. They, he, uh, Frank Reagan. Okay. Uh, also known as Tom Selleck. He, right. he was he was describing what a courtesy card was. Yeah. And you give money to the police union. The police union or police uh you know, benef- to benefit the police and uh you you show that to the officer. I guess when you're it's kinda like a get out of get, jail. When, when you get a speeding pretty- ticket <laughs> it it's the American way. <laughs> you just buy them off. Well it is if you've got the money to give to police benefits. Yeah, so uh, I don't know exactly if that's how it worked, but it was after I, I didn't know what it was either. So Nancy Pelosi's uh, mm-hmm. husband used his courtesy card with the officers. Of course, it didn't help him. He was still charged with DUI, right? He was apparently, uh, allegedly, so far gone, he could not drive with or without the courtesy card. The police yeah. officer, to his credit, took him in or, yeah. you know, had yeah. him arrested. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we got some exciting news to talk about here uh, on American Family Radio. Joining us in studio is Tim Todd. He's the uh, founder and CEO of Revival Fires International. Uh, they're out of West Monroe, Louisiana. They are a national and international ministry. And uh, Brother Tim, as he does this time every year, joins us in studio to talk about our Truth for Youth Bible campaign. Good morning, Brother Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good to be with you. Uh, Are you CEO or president, or what's your formal title? President. Of Revival Fires. Now, uh, what do you guys do, Revival Fires International? We bring harvest of souls in and get the gospel of Jesus Christ out uh, on a national and international level. So our focus is uh, getting people in right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and giving Bibles to people that have never had Bibles before. Now, you're a traveling evangelist, right? 35 years now. 35 years. That's a lot of hotel rooms, my friend. <laughs> yes. How well you know, huh? Yes, hotel. Amen. You've had a lot of chicken cordon bleu, haven't you, yes. Tim? In your, <laughs> in your and Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. and yes. And uh, a lot of a lot of Chick Fil A, a lot of Chick Fil A. You're not alone. <laughs> I guess there are worse things you could you could eat. No, Chick Fil A is great food. I'm, I don't mean to demean Chick Fil A, but just uh, when you travel as much as you do, you're just like uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get home. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to get home. Look good. I'm ready to get home. All right. Well, we have our annual Truth for Youth uh, uh, campaign, Bible campaign going on. Uh, you want to describe what we started doing 22 years ago with your ministry? Yes, Tim. 22 years ago, uh, I came to you and uh, let you know that we had a Bible for young people that consists of the entire New Testament along with powerful comic stories in the front section, about 100 pages that deal with the truth about issues of moral concern that young people are confronted with on a regular basis along with the New Testament. And 
we give the Bibles to teenagers, Christian teenagers, that commit to give them to their friends in school that need Jesus Christ. And as a direct result of it, we're seeing God do a tremendous work. And so the way we do this is we give one free Truth for Youth Bible per teenager, per household, to every child or grandchild of a parent or grandparent that will call in or go to our website and commit, hey, we will give this Bible away in school. Okay. That's that's the whole purpose is to enlist Christian young people to give this, the one Bible they get, to give it away. Now, they can buy more. Well, I yes. should explain that in a second. But uh, to give that Bible to someone that they know who does not know Jesus. And these these comics that you are talking about, th- these aren't, uh, this isn't uh, Peanuts or Calvin and Hobbes. This, this isn't ha-ha comics. These are beautifully illustrated stories about particular topics. What kind of topics would you, uh, would you include in that? We deal with the truth about things like drugs, drunkenness, peer pressure, pornography. We deal with the truth about sexual purity. We deal with the truth about what the Word of God says about homosexuality. We deal with the truth about uh, things like drugs, drunkenness, peer pressure, cutting, sexting, bullying, suicide, honor, teaching our young people to honor their parents, and just a lot of hard-hitting issues that our young people, they need to know the truth about, but we also include the plan of salvation in each one of those stories so that not only will they find out the truth and receive hope, but they receive uh, uh, have an opportunity to give their life to Jesus Christ as well. Also, you have on the back of this, this is, uh, folks, I'm, we're not kidding here. This is a wonderful resource. It's obviously the New Testament. That's fantastic enough. But for example, on the back, the back cover, uh, students' legal rights on public school campuses, right? So the, the, these are the rights that students have. A lot of young people don't know they have these rights. And attorneys, Christian attorneys have argued this. This is the way the law reads. These are the, the rights that they have. The right to distribute religious literature, like Bibles, on campus during non-instructional time. If you, if young, these young people have a Truth For Youth Bible and they want to give it to a friend and a teacher says, you can't, that's a Bible, you can't do that. Well, you know what? You can. And so this is a, a tremendous and powerful resource for young people. All right, what's the offer? One Bible per teenager per household. And so if there's four teenagers in the home, they'll get four Truth for Youth Bibles. But they can call 800-733-4737. That number is 800-733-4737. One Bible per teenager per household. Parents and grandparents can call on behalf of their children. Where, where does that number call? It calls our office in Revival Fires in West Monroe, Louisiana, and we want the phones to ring off the hook because we want to give away 60,000 Truth for Youth Bibles this year. Is that our record? Yes, Did a we... little over 60. 63,000 would be our record, so we want to we want to surpass our record, of course. But h- how many have we together, Revival Fires and AFAAFR, distributed since uh, – we started this campaign. Almost 1.5 million Bibles, and we've received Thank decision you, cards from more than 25,000 young people, either by email or through the mail, of young people that have given their life to the Lord as a result of these efforts. Those are the ones who let us know. 
Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that one Bible per student, per household, is the free Bible. Right. If you can order cases of yes. these Bibles uh, to just give them out to however many uh, you want, H- how would they order a case? Same number? Same number. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of youth groups and Bible clubs that and organizations that say, hey, I want to I want to provide Bibles for an entire school and to shine the light of the gospel in the darkness that is on so many of our school campuses by ordering cases of them, 50 Bibles to a case. My cost for those Bibles is $2 per copy. And if they want to get a, a, a case or more of those Bibles, then I'll let them have them at my cost, only $2 each. Hmm. How many is in a case? 50 Bibles to a case. Okay, so 100 bucks for, does that include shipping? No, that does not include the shipping, okay. and the shipping's not that much, like $20, $25. Gotcha. Now, you, you shared this morning, you did our uh, a short devotion for our staff. We're all used to you. You you come every year, I think, and you do. Yeah, you need a new stick. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> chick. you do. You, you know, you're, we're used to you right now. A powerful. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Or people email me, quit offending your guests. Tim. <laughs> Tim and I have known each other for a long time, so we can pick on each other. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, powerful, always powerful preaching. But you shared a testimony this morning that just was eye popping. We, you, you, we have that. Do we have that? I believe we do. Yeah. Is it self? If it's self, it well, no. I, I think you want to okay. set it up. Don't yeah. Go you? ahead. Yes. You know, twenty-two years ago, we started this project, not knowing what kind of results we were going to have. We knew that, that uh, you know, there's a, just a strong, strong desire to get the Word of God back in school and to offer hope to young people through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, 22 years later, I received a testimony uh, from the very first project 22 years ago that will blow you away. That's what we're about to hear. Go. My name is Christopher Miller, and I have the honor of serving as the lead pastor here at the Assembly in West Monroe, Louisiana. 22 years ago, when the great leadership of American Family Radio partnered with Dr. Tim Todd for the very first National Truth for Youth Bible Week, I was a troubled freshman at Purvis High School in Purvis, Mississippi. One day during class, one of my football coaches walked into the classroom and walked directly to me. He placed on my desk a Truth for Youth Bible that he had received while listening to American Family Radio. He said to me, you need to read this, and simply exited the room. God used the strong witness of my coach, the Truth For Youth Bible, and American Family Radio at that time in my life as a seed in the process for me to come to a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the process of ultimately bringing me into the fullness of God's plan for my life to serve in the pastorate. Now, 22 years later, I have the privilege of pastoring Dr. Tim and Angie Todd and his precious family here at the assembly of which they have faithfully attended for more than 25 years. Through the work that God is accomplishing at the assembly, we're witnessing children, young people, and adults give their lives to Jesus Christ, being discipled and coming into the fullness of God's plan for their lives as well. Receiving a copy of the Truth For Youth Bible some 22 years ago played a strategic role in my life, thus in the lives of the many people that I am able to minister to 
today. I want to say a thank you. Thank you to the American Family Radio for partnering with Revival Fires International and with Dr. Tim Todd for the Truth for Youth Bible campaign. I also would like to offer a grateful thank you to Dr. Tim Todd personally, as well as a thank you to that coach from so many years ago at Purvis High School of giving me that Bible. My life in the lives of the people that I'm able to minister to have been, are being, and will continue to be directly impacted as a result of receiving a copy of the Truth for Youth Bible. What an incredible testimony. A young kid at a high school gets a copy of this Bible from his coach, reads it. 22 years later, Tim, he is your pastor. Yes. That's, that's, that's like a movie. That yes. is a movie. Amen. It gives yeah. me that chills. Incredible. That's, that's the power of the gospel. Yes. Yes. Some seed fell in good soil and produced a hundredfold harvest. Yes. And the seed is the word of God. Thank God for that coach yes. that listens to American <clears throat> Fan the Radio. Yeah. Yes. That took that Bible, gave it to that uh, school student that was in trouble with drugs and alcohol. And, you know, we've sat and talked about this. And the first time I met Pastor Christopher, he's like, hey, you're the one that has the Truth for Youth Bible. And he still got a copy of that Bible. Wow. And, and that particular Bible that he got from that coach, it's tattered and torn. He keeps it in his office as a reminder of what God did in his life 22 well, years ago. This is a project that we partner with every year with uh, Tim Todd and, and Revival Fires International, uh, and it doesn't cost anything to participate, uh, you know, unless you want to order the box of Bibles, which is 50 for $100 for the Truth for Youth Bibles, which I would encourage any youth group to make this a project. Uh, uh, but uh, it doesn't cost anything to order the free Bibles, uh, one per household, per teenager per household, and then they can in turn give it away to somebody who who, who doesn't know the Lord mm-hmm. at their school. That's the challenge. It's a good way for the young people to, you know, witness for Christ too. Right. You know, which we all should be doing. So, what's the number again, and what's the website, Tim? It's eight hundred seven three three four seven three seven. That's 800-733-4737 or truthforyouth.com. Okay. Amen. Thanks for sharing with us, my friend. Absolutely. And good to see you. You're going to be around all day. Sure will. For, for uh, most of the day here. Today. How long does it take you? Was it five hours? A little from, over five hours. That's it. From West Monroe to uh, Tupelo? Yes, sir. And uh, which, which, which way do you come? I'm just curious. I usually come up I-20 to I-55 and... Uh, cross to, is it 278? Yeah. I just wondered if you came up the Natchez Trace Parkway. And I've I done gonna, that a few times. I was going to ask you if you really went 50 miles an hour. <laughs> I was going to say I have to set my uh, my uh, uh, cruise control, cruise control I for don't that. Need, <laughs> I've decided I don't need that temptation. <laughs> going on the trace. Nor do I need that $200 ticket yes. either. <laughs> going on the Natchez That's trace. why I use cruise control as well. Uh-huh. I will admit that I my cruise control is set at fifty three or fifty four on the trace. Right. Uh, I it's can't, a fa- I can't for those who 50. don't know around the country. We were talking about a federal parkway. Right. right. They have a few of those, and so it's the national park rangers who they patro- will light you up. 
Yes, sir. Oh, yes. So what, what would normally be a $50 ticket for speeding in your hometown turns into a $250 ticket. Yeah. Or, and and, uh, and so that's why I was asking Tim which way he comes. You come on the I, way that you can. I drive like the Lord is with them. The devil's after me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always ask people, I said, do you drive do you drive under grace or do you drive under the law? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. And appreciate the partnership to help us get the gospel of Jesus Christ into the hands of young people. All across America. Absolutely. Amen. And we will pray for a great harvest. Amen. Uh, for these seeds being sown. And yeah. this is all week on yeah. American Family Radio. Yeah. So you'll be with us later on in the week to give us an update. Yes, right? okay. absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. You're listening to Today's Issues. That's the name of this show on the American Family Radio Network. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Fred, next story. Imagine for a moment if you're a police officer in New York City. Now, you I know our listeners have probably seen numerous news stories now what it's like to be a police officer in New York City. It's horrible. Uh you're not appreciated by the city. You arrest somebody and some prosecutor lets them go right away. And so you're just tired of it. You're tired of not being appreciated. And you look up one day in Times Square and you see a billboard. Come and be a police officer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Well, this is not just a made-up story. This is a real story. There is a billboard right now in New York City appealing to police officers there if they want a better life to go to a community that would appreciate them and, by the way, could make up to $30,000 more than what you're being paid in New York, uh, then there's an opportunity for you right now. This morning on Fox & Friends, the Fort Lauderdale police recruiter Eric Perez was on there uh, talking about this recruitment program, cut number five. Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, when you're when you're working in an agency that doesn't support you, you're working for, um, you know, you're not getting the proper training to do your jobs effectively. You're not getting the equipment issued to you to do your job effectively, and then you get enticed with a with a state like Florida. That's, you know, the, the governor just passed a Freedom First budget where we're giving bonuses to officers to come down here, and you know, we'll we'll go over the pay scale in a little bit, but. I mean, everything um, just points towards uh, towards leaving, you know, some of these agencies that aren't supporting their law enforcement officers. In fact, uh, Officer Perez was also saying that in a few weeks, uh, they're going up to a college in New York, New York City, and they're going to, you know, if you have career days, if you've ever been to yeah. career days at a college, uh, they're going to have a booth. The Fort Lauderdale Police Department is going to have a booth there saying, hey, listen, you're a young man, young woman wanting to get into the police business. Maybe you want to forget about trying here in New York City and head on down to Fort Lauderdale. That's just the latest community. Other communities in Florida, thanks to Governor DeSantis, making it very appealing. Well, the stats uh, for those who are leaving, uh, NYPD officers quitting before getting full pensions in New York City between 2021 and 2022 has increased 71%. Yeah. 71% is the increase. And and you know what they're calculating they're calculate as we all try to do you do the decision tree mm-hmm. pro and con and not only are they banging their heads against the wall with no prosecution and the, these crazy bail laws but they are in there's serious danger now in these big cities oh, yeah. up north. And then, you know, you're talking about 
Uh, there may be snowbirds in Florida, but there's no snow. You know, you don't have to deal with that kind of weather. Yeah. And uh, some of those kind of things. So I, I'm not surprised that they're, that more and more of them are jumping ship. And it's not just New York. It's Minneapolis. It's Portland. It's Seattle. And what do they all have in common? They're run by Democrats. Yes. These cities. The police officers are not appreciated. And uh, they just, they want a better life. Think of all the experience you lose oh. when you have long-term police officers mm -hmm. who bolt. Yes. Okay, Tim, you've made this point before that what, what you have is you lose people who are qualified, who are experienced. When they, uh, when they leave these police departments in these major cities, when the political climate has basically abandoned the cops, all right, and then who do you replace them with? Yeah. You know, you're talking about having to replace experienced police officers with less experienced, and that's going to further degrade your safety, your experience of safety in these big cities. Yeah, it's it's tough, but, you know, these, these police officers, many of them are young, they just want a better place. And uh, like I say, the, the billboard has a palm tree on it. Yeah. It's, That's smart. Listen, they want that experience and that those qualifications in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I would, wouldn't be surprised to see other cities in Florida or Texas do the same thing. I mean, an actual city, yes. not just a governor saying, hey, y'all come. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we got about a minute left. Uh just want to squeeze in one more story. The Speaking of New York, the uh, mayor of New York is not very happy with Texas uh, because the busloads of illegal immigrants are continuing to come to New York. And he says, you know, this has to stop. But you know what's happening? What's happening is that Texas, Arizona have experienced what Joe Biden has created, the absolute uh, chaos, disintegration, yeah. chaos of our southern border. Now these Democrat mayors, Washington, D.C., New York City, are saying this is terrible that these people are now arriving on our doorstep. We have to look after them. Uh, I don't think they're shedding any tears. Well, in they're Texas. blaming the governor of Texas. Yes. Uh, when, in fact, it's their own Democrat president's fault for not uh, securing our border. And so these people are coming in illegally by the millions. Yes. It's now the Texas and Arizona saying, well, we'll just ship as many ship as many as we can to Washington, D.C. and New York, and the mayors there are upset. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.